you're the guest. You're entitled. You can have as many as yeah, you want. So, no. all right. All right. We have Ellen here, Angleson. Hello. And, <laughs> and we're doing our dedication. So, Ellen, what are we or who are we dedicating this podcast to? Well, I would like to dedicate it to my mom. She is no longer with us, but I think she would be very proud of me, what I've done. And I'd also, and she'd be absolutely madly in love with her son-in-law. <laughs> That's and then good. I'd like That's to, good. <laughs> yeah. And I'd like to dedicate it to my husband, who is my biggest fan. And he's, you know, he's my biggest support, too. Wonderful. The true mensch. Creators need some kind of support system, don't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gotta have it. Engelson, is that right? Engelson. Engelson. Yes. Engelson. How many people mispronounce it? Um, they typically don't mispronounce it, but they misspell it because it's E-N-G-E-L-S-O-N. A lot of times I'll either okay. spell it with an I or L-E. I love Ellen, even though it's my wife's middle name. Uh-huh. But there's a certain kind of class when the name like Ellen, yeah. isn't it? It's like elegance is almost as Really? Good. I never thought of that. I always think, because it's like, Ellen's coming. And I always told my wife, you know, Ellen's coming. <laughs> so you have to like dress yeah. it up. It's almost like Ellen. you're dressing. <laughs> well, the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> so Ellen, you, you do, I'm, I think if you live around the Twin Cities, which is nice, is you've been on you've been on a couple of commercials too, and people have probably seen you without even noticing it. Um, yeah, most yeah. recently I did a couple of Grand Casino commercials. I did one for Grand Casino Malax and Black Bear Casino as okay, well. Those two different ones. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Right. Um, so that was um, the most recent. Have you are you a pretty good gambler or no? Oh, I hate gambling. I don't gamble at all. <laughs> so, no, I really had to act. <laughs> you really did. You yeah, really I did act. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a gambler. And you've been on a variety of short films and a lot of movies you've done this year in 2019. You did quite a bit. Uh, I would say like five or four of them. Um, and they're coming this year. So you've been actually very active this year. Yeah, I have been. I'm... Working on a feature film right now, but I have a very small role in Dalwa, which is um, the director and writer is Alex. Oh my God, I don't want to butcher his last name. Well, we do it all the time. People uh, butcher my name all the time. So, so. I'm not even going to say it. Alex. There you go. <laughs> all right. We'll just do it. We'll keep it like that. Yeah. Um, and I did a film with Nathan um, called Repairing. Nathan with, with Nathan Block. Nathan yes. Block for yeah. the 48 Hour Film Festival. And then also... One with Sam Hedden. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, positively different. And she also has, um, Sam Hedden also has a, a YouTube channel where yeah. she does. It's like an interview style, kind of like we do here too. Right, yeah. yeah. So I saw she's that. a super nice person. I love Sam. Yeah, she was great to work with. <laughs> it's nice with this, it, it, around the Twin Cities areas with film people, there are wonderful people to work with. They're you know, there so really <laughs> are. And I, I have this little wish list okay. of people that I would love to work with. 
So it just you just meet, haven't met him. So it's it's coming up. It's on your wish list. It's, yeah, it's on my wish list. And right. and one I'm going to be working, or actually two this year um, for Z Fest. Two people that I've never worked with before. Two d- different directors, and so I'm excited. That's kind of exciting that. and thrilling because yeah. it's like something brand new. But you know these people. And, I know them. Yeah. Yes. So yes. it's kind of it's kind of weird and new and refreshing and something like that. Um, well, let's get start from the beginning. Is Acting has always been something that's been in your life? It hasn't. Okay. Um, I didn't really start doing any kind of acting until the mid-90s. I think it started with somebody telling me, oh, you have a really nice voice. And so I started It is. Taking- it's coming through great right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I started taking classes, started taking sure. voiceover classes. Um, so I approached it from that angle for more... For more of the commercial end, yeah. Um, and there were a couple of films that came to the Twin Cities back in the day in the '90s. Overnight Delivery, Jingle All the Way. I was an extra, and I really wasn't yeah. aware of uh, the independent film community at that time. So I really didn't pursue the film yeah. side of it back then. Um, but I was always involved in dance. I was. And that's in what a, got you initially started to create creatively. Creatively, what, yeah. I was a Viking cheerleader when I was in high school. I joined a. It was called Glasney Dance Company. Okay. And we danced at the Carlton Dinner Theater. That's dating myself. Um, so that's where the creative side started. Really, was with dance. Have you? Do you still do it? Um, kind of like recreationally or I want to get back into it okay no I haven't really because I think people they were originally come from a dance background uh-huh it never really leaves you right yeah. I mean I still love to dance um, my husband and I were at a party last night and we're dancing <laughs> yeah. the only ones on the dance floor <laughs> yeah. well somebody's got to start yeah somebody's yeah. got to do it yeah um, but you know I started taking Latin dance salsa and all of that and I did that for a while um it's got to be difficult because there's there are many different. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot it, of different styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of different techniques and disciplines. Even though you say it dance, but there's a whole new branch to it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So it wasn't until about 2014 where I really started to pursue acting, the film side. Yeah, a little more aggressively. Like really, I'm going to really do it. aggressively. Yeah. That was I was talking to my friend Sue Chambers. And she was doing the 48-hour film festival. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and yeah. she explained it and all to me. And I th- thought it sounded really exciting. And that's when I started that whole series of taking a bunch of classes, starting with Bill Cooper and previous, yeah, Cynthia pre- Urich. Yeah. And, yeah. All these wonderful friends of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. At the gym, yeah. yeah. Um, if anybody outside of the Twin Cities don't really know, 48-hour film festival is pretty much you have 48 hours to make a film. Exactly. And so that's the challenge. So you have to get the writing and everything. Starts from scratch. Get it done within 48 hours and submit it. Yeah. I feel sorry for the writers and I feel sorry for the editors. <laughs> the yeah. actors have it relatively easy. They just they have to learn the script you know, in a short period of time yeah. and then just, you know, do the acting. But yeah, they're usually up all night. It's a nice, I think it's a nice it. refreshing challenge because you're thinking of just so many variables. I'm not just doing your role, but you have to think, of, okay, 
I probably have to do my own makeup. I have to come with my own clothes and everything. So you almost have to more prepare than actually doing. Yeah, we usually have a makeup artist Good. on Good. set. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's challenging. It's fun though. But uh, outside of acting mm-hmm. and dance, is there anything else creatively you like doing? Well, um, I used to have these fantasies about being in a band. Um, I wish I could sing. That's kind of in the back of my mind. I want to take voice lessons because I, my husband always tells me I, I'm always out of tune when I'm trying to <laughs> sing. Um, <laughs> but I started taking piano lessons. I took piano lessons and I started taking in 2003. Okay. Never thought I would last this long, but I'm still taking to this day. So I had no idea how to play the piano. And I still have no idea. No, um, I just don't practice enough. I'm not as passionate about it as I am acting. Anything else? Yeah. You know, give me a script. I'll go into my office. I'll shut the door, and I I can stay in there for hours trying to learn and create a character. But when it comes to piano, I love it. I wish I was. I just wish I was naturally good at it. Right. I think a lot of people things come easier than right. a lot of laugh. for me when i learned drums uh-huh. and i played drums in a band it was far more difficult than illustrating and that gets frustrating because how is everybody else to do this make it look so easy mm-hmm. and it's frustrating for me but then i can illustrate and nobody's ever told me how to do it i could just naturally and do it, good right? at it yeah so yeah i can see how frustrating for something you want to yeah. learn and do creatively and it's like i'm not getting this i, I just sh- don't I just don't like to take the time, I think. But when I do sit down and take the time, you know, it's amazing what can, yeah. you know, what I can pull together. But I guess I just want to do it for the sake of doing it for myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think creative people love to just dabble in other things. Yeah. Even though they have a central core of what they really like to do, especially with you like dance, but they really like to dabble and other mm-hmm. stuff and i think naturally because you dance you listen to music why not i try my own play my, it's only natural right, right. you're right when i do try playing music yeah. exactly yeah. yeah do you do do you watch all those dancing shows i do you do <laughs> i love um so you think you can dance and dancing with the stars um all the singing shows um <laughs> yeah. the mass singer american idol the voice, I, you know, anything like that, anything creative. Yes, I watch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a, a student of mine. She signed me homework to make me watch Dance with the Stars. So it came out of a little play of, you know, here I am telling you you need to get your homework done. And I go, that's not really fair. That's kind of one-sided. Why don't <laughs> yeah. you sign me homework? And she goes, how about you watch Dancing with the Stars? We have something to talk about. I was like, oh, Ooh, so okay. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I have too. And then we talk about, oh, I can't believe she got kicked off and such and such. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and judging and stuff. So, well, what what dance was difficult for you? Is there one that's kind of a struggle for you or one that comes out easily? Um, let me think about that. You know, more ballroom dancing, I probably don't like as as well. Um, like, you know, the tango or where you're in hold. Yeah, it's really or close. Or the waltz pro- because yeah. so much of it is your posture. Um, I like, you know, the dance is like the oh salsa a little more flair right yeah, yeah. a little more flair a little more fun right. so probably more of the ballroom dances 
I remember when for film class we had to watch Fred and Ginger movie mm. Top Hat. Yeah, and I think it was somebody mentioned in our article like, well, Fred gets to dance, but Ginger has to do it backwards in high heels. Right, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> well, everybody's he's really impressive, but she has to do it, and I guess he was a very hard disciplining dancer to the point they rehearsed constantly till their feet bled. All those those yeah. dancers back then. Yeah. We're just, we're absolutely Like MGM movies and all this. Yeah. They all sang and danced. Yeah. I I really, I'm, I think much like you, I wish there was a little more performance, like dancing in movies, like the old days, like the MGM studios, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. La La Land, you know, Yeah. I think that's why everybody loved it. Yeah. 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 A little corny, but yet, you know, uh, it had a good story. So is singing the rain. I love that. I yeah, me too. <laughs> so, is there a, outside of dance move, movies, or any other genres that you like, or can you watch all kinds of movies? I I'm I like all sorts of movies. Okay. You know, it was I was amazed that when I was home with getting, you know, I was I was off work for two weeks, so I had to. Really, literally, did nothing but lay in bed and binge watch. <laughs> All right. And I never yeah. thought that I would watch this corny, corny show. It was I don't know, Heart and Dixie. It was the corniest <laughs> show about this small town, and uh, you know, I I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I didn't you just to, took a gamble. I took a gamble, and All I right, didn't when have, you, you said you weren't going. <laughs> You weren't yeah. good at it. You just and took I didn't a have to think. It. I just watched. And, you know, it was like four seasons of 24 episodes a season. And <laughs> before I before I knew it, I was hooked on all the characters and the relationships. And But, yeah, I, yeah, I really like I like all kinds of movies. Yeah. So you can, you're, you, you can pretty much watch any kinds of stuff. I can. Yeah. 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 I like dark movies, too. You know. Yeah, I like that. I think my my wife thinks I'm weird because I can watch an MGM musical, right? And then I can go watch like a gore fest movie, yeah. At the and she's like, "What's wrong? Well, yeah, they're movies me for too. me. You're right. I could watch either or. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I like horror. I think people. I think, and I've told this on our previous guest. I really do believe when there's more women like horror movies than men do. Mm-hmm. We usually go yeah, to my cri- husband doesn't like it. Doesn't like movies. Them. He won't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's more like if pick a hundred. I think it's like sixty forty. I think more women go to the conventions than men do. I think they're comfortable with it. They because everything's terrifying. What is it with you men? Why don't you like the horror movies? I I do like them. I just I don't. It's not like part because I I'm a, I was a kid in the eighties. We yeah. were just bombarded with them. Right. We got them like we got three slasher movies a week. From Texas like, Chainsaw Massacre. Did you ever like ever yeah, watch that? I did like that one. We actually had to watch that for, was one of our options for film school. Mm-hmm. And that's funny because the title thinks it's going to be really creepy and just, just disgustingly horror. And it's not. There's very little of it. It's just all in your brain. It's, right. It's right. all implied. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you ever, are you able to go see movies quite a bit with your yeah. full schedule? Do you still um, go to see movies? I still enjoy going to see movies. We saw, I, to, I mentioned we saw, um, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, I've, I really I've, liked that. Um, yeah. I also saw Harriet recently. The Harriet oh, Tubman the Harry story. Tubman, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was that was so good. It it it's out there, and I don't think people know about it because they didn't really invest a lot for promotions. But it's out there right now mm, to catch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 
excellent, excellent film. And I saw the Judy Garland story with Renee Zellweger. And I was just going to ask because you like dancing uh, and all. Yes, <laughs> and was, she did a phenomenal. Job. So Renee did that. Very sad story, but yeah, Renee did a really good job. I, you know, I'm oh. sure she's going to get a be nominated for something. I think it's very hard to portray Judy mm-hmm. because there's certain kind of dreadfulness behind it, and she right. always presented this. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Which it's, you could just kind of tell that it's still eat her up because she went through the movie machine. They just spit her out oh, and use amazing. Her. Yeah. Hard to believe what they did to her, you know, yeah. back then the movie producers, you well, know, the, the, got her hooked on drugs. Pretty much. Yeah. Up all night so that she could, you know, act. Yeah. And you're singing too high. So start smoking to bring your voice down. And then she couldn't sleep. So then she had to take pills to go to sleep and pills yeah. to get her up. And yeah, it was, so and I just want to ask, in the movie, did they project that she was, I think she was a vaudeville with her sisters beginning out. Did they show that at all? Or is this a no. capture, a timeline of it? No, they didn't really show that. They, okay. um, they just kind of showed the, you know, when she started becoming successful. Okay, right at that. Yeah, right uh, at that, kind of that period. I can't believe she was like 19 when she did Wizard of Oz. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then, well, the whole point of it, I think, was because her and her sisters were a vaudeville act. They were traveling. To, oh, okay. And then um, there wasn't like a Warner Brothers or something, a movie studio had a, a banquet where all these famous people, and they were like an act, a performing act. And I think Jack Warner, his dad, old man, really liked Judy up there. And from there, and he cast her and everything. To sing, and pretty much we're doing this Wizard of Oz. Well, now it's going to be a musical because she's in it, and then mm-hmm. they made all the songs for her and everything. Oh, it wasn't going to be a musical. At Initially, first, wasn't right. Yeah, because I didn't know that they put all those songs for her to do and all that stuff. So she lived a very enchanted life, and but they just, you know, you're making me money, so we're just going to keep going and yeah. going and going. And then she died so young; I didn't realize it was like 46. Yeah, she's 47. Yeah, she didn't make it to 50. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. It's just a f- wonderful, weird life. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's. It was very difficult, hard to manage. Not. Not to mention, I don't think she can handle being famous. Yeah, and, and then plus, you know, her addiction. That really, you know, yeah. drinking and drugs. Which I think a lot of creative people. It's always in the back of mind that somehow I'm gonna be because you you're already already obsessive being a creative person. You already are obsessive doing stuff, and if you stop it, that might be go into other avenues of addiction. So I think it's more susceptible to creative people would be addicted to yeah. other like drugs and narcotics because you're so obsessive in nature about things, and then right. it translates to other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to be smart <laughs> <laughs> with um with acting and the dancing and all that. Um, are you still can you watch yourself? I always have my a- a- actors and actors when they come up. Are you comfortable watching yourself on the screen? Not the first time that I see myself after a film has been okay. done. It's I have to watch it a couple times and then I can maybe appreciate it. But the very first time, um, no, it's really hard. I think, oh, why did I say it like that? Or why did I look like that? Or why? Did, yeah, you're. And I think a lot of us are like that. We're very critical of ourselves. We're our own worst enemy. So it, it yeah. is a little bit difficult. I've gotten more used to it, but yeah, it, yeah it's it's hard. Right. I think it, it's 
even when you do voiceover work, that's my voice, really. Yeah, <laughs> right. Not yeah. hearing it from inside your head, but projected. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah, I sound. Yeah, the first time I heard my voice, that was like, <laughs> whoa, I sound like that? Now I'm used to that, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I, with doing the show, now I get people like, hey, I recognize your voice. I go, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, now I have to get to comfortable with that. Then it's just not just who I, what I look like, but how people can hear me, that yes. they recognize the voice, too. So are you always still interested in doing voiceover? Um, I'm thinking about it again. I did okay. take um, one workshop with Jessica Mraz. She's yeah. a great voiceover teacher. Um, I mean, I'm thinking about it. I know it's kind of competitive and it's it's a little difficult. Um, it's a little full, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think what... it's oversaturated. And then everybody having their own studio and working from home. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> they all, yeah. People have built in their yeah. own studios. Yeah. And I don't do the editing and I, yeah. all that. I mean, maybe if I knew how to do that part and I had my own studio, I'd, I'd go off and pursue it myself. Because um, back when I was doing it, I would go into the agent, the agency and yeah. record. And I'd do a couple of different recordings and then she'd, she'd like, you know, the sentence from this and then the sentence from that and kind of mix it together and boom, send it in. Right, through editing the voiceover, you can splice in kind of a little bit. Exactly. So, and I don't know how to do that myself. I bet it's not that hard. But, but yeah, I'm thinking about it. Well, the kids say GTS. Google that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah, that's the phrase. That's true. (laughs) Or find somebody who knows how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is would you ever consider like doing a writing for a script or doing your own script um if i had a really good idea i would love to um yeah well, we, we had ben Inky on here yeah i asked him if we ever entertain the idea of writing he's like i don't know how you guys do it i don't know how you guys come up with your there's people that yeah. just can it just like literally you know, it's yeah. so easy for them. Um, yeah, like Hemingway. <laughs> I'm good at critiquing. <laughs> oh, sure, and yeah. And yeah. changing what I think, that, how the ending would be. I did help yeah. a little bit on the film that I was in with um, Nathan Block. Yeah, okay, okay. Silver Blue, where he gave me some credit for writing because I had an idea and we kind of switched things around. Um, but if, yeah, if I could come up with a, a good story, it, it would be fun. To try, but you know, it just feels so foreign to me. Right. Right. I think anytime when you start writing, you have the two avenues. Even you think it's really easy, mm-hmm. or you really think it's really difficult, and there's really no middle. Right. I think people start out go, "This is really easy. I could do my do it myself," or something like, "This is going to be really tough." There's really no like middle ground. I don't think there ever is. But you write something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because for me, when I wrote my script, there were certain times where it was really difficult, and there were some times where it was so easy, it's like, I don't even feel like I'm doing this. It's actually telling me to do it. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to a number of writers that have said, you know, just start doing it. Just start writing. Yeah. But there's yeah, there's a story that I, I mean, I kind of do have a story. It's a sort of a personal story. Um, I don't want to get into it, but well, anything I always say, and I always tell to tell students, anything creative is already autobiographical. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> everything you do is no matter what, even though it's like a fictional, it's still something about it. Tells me something about you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I started taking. I just started 
writing how the day evolved. Nice. Yeah. And um, that was like a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't gotten back to it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's something that I should continue. I I love the story of Margaret Mitchell. She wrote Gone with the Wind. It took her 10 and a half years to write it. And after she wrote it and she goes, I am done writing, period. This thing wow. ruined my life. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> and, and she that's... goes, because she poured everything into it, all her research and the whole stories and everything. And there's a lot more to the story. book than there is into the movie. You think the movie's already full enough. Mm-hmm. But she's like, put off on writing ever yeah. anymore, ever again. <laughs> well, it'd be a lot easier to just to write a short film because usually, yeah. what is it, like a page a minute or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so if you... You know, start there. Yes, yeah, something simple like that. Yeah, maybe I'll challenge myself. I always get Nick. criticized because my first comic book is a three hundred page epic, and people are like, why for your first <laughs> one want to do that? Wow. Yeah, you want to start out small just to yeah. get. But I, I always you get, get your feet wet a little bit. I think that's a nice approach, but I also like just go out big, just start. Yeah, massive. There's another approach, another avenue. I like just go out there, just blow it up out there, just big. And plus, the story has been in my brain so long that it had to. I had to do it. There's no other way. I can't like shelf it and then sure. something else. I had this one. I had to do. Well, good for you. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that one took me ten years to do as well. So maybe that's oh why I like Margaret God, Mitchell. So much discipline. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. Well, I think my wife is more happy that it's done than I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Have, when you work on creative stuff, does your husband? With you? Sometimes he on movie set with you at all? or uh, You know, he used to do musical theater when he was in high school. Okay. Um, but he hasn't really pursued it after that. He was an extra in one of Nathan's films. Well, nice. Okay. Nathan always calls him Roger. <laughs> <laughs> he was Roger, um, I think, at the, the film The Top of the Stairs. And I'm doing a Z-Fest film, and I, he was asked to be an extra, and he said, well, what's my character? And I said, oh, it's pretty relatively simple, and so I think he's going to do it. Okay. Yeah. So he's been on set with you, all right? He yeah. has. We actually auditioned for a healthcare commercial together. They were looking for real families. Sure. We didn't get it. We didn't get the role, but- But that's going to be fun um, to at least do something. But it was fun. Yeah. yeah it was really fun. I mean, as I always, my my niece is auditioning, and yeah. I say, it's, you have to enjoy doing it. Right. I mean, you're not going to hear no a lot, but yeah, exactly. you have to enjoy. Oh, yeah, you definitely hear no a lot. But not to get the point, be comfortable hearing no, but you just get understand yeah. you're going to hear a lot, but you have to have enjoy doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. I've gotten better with that, with rejection, as time has gone on. I've gotten better at rejection. You yeah. know, I have to look at it like, you know, we're all on a different journey. And Brian Cranston once said, you can't get upset if your friend gets a, gets a role that you went out for because it just wasn't yours to begin with. And yeah. then you take that approach and it's like, okay, yeah. Something yeah. else is around the corner. Well, I think, yeah, because if, if you heard no for one thing that means you open up for another because if you get yes that means you're committed to something exactly and you don't have a lot of options left because you're already then you don't have the opportunities to audition for other things so it still leaves your door open right for options yeah i'm a little more option person i love options to point mm-hmm. at noise people because i even when i what time you want to come you can have, well you can come any right but i love options and i think sometimes 
And I tell people, even when you hear no, that still means options are open for you to continue auditioning. Yeah, I was yeah. really upset that there was a, a play that I wanted to audition for, but I was going to be out of town. Or no, I was. it was during my surgery recovery, and I would have oh. missed tech week. And it was a director that I really wanted to work with, and I loved the play. Um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I love and that And I story. really wanted to be in that. Not that I would have gotten it, but you never know. But I really like that story. I do too. And I wrote to the director and I said, I just want to let you know what's going on. I'm going to be having surgery and I will miss that week. And she wrote me back and said, you know, we can't have you miss tech week. And oh, I was so disappointed. But then, I, you know, now there's several other plays that I that I may audition for. So, well, you and Roger can probably do your own who's Virginia Wolf and just <laughs> Yeah, right. You, you can bring Andy and I can come over and we'll, we'll <laughs> Oh yeah, we could, we could yeah. do that. Yes, yeah, so you can be Martha and you can <laughs> right. talk, Tell me about he the boy. You can be George. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because it's fascinating. I love that story because oh, if you watch it without any know what's going on, you're you're thinking what are they doing? And I think because right. their life is so dull that they have to do this. Yeah, right. they just continue to antagonize one another. And I, I didn't know the story that they lost a child together. And somehow that gets brought up. Tell them about the boy, Martha. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know. It's a very complex. It's super complex, but it's like they're story. manufacturing things to get after each other mm -hmm. and you wonder why are you staying together yeah and that's the whole reason is yeah. elizabeth taylor oh my gosh <laughs> when the funny thing is in the movie they were married her and richard were married oh. in real life oh they were yeah oh, which is almost like god they really must have done that when they really were married. yeah <laughs> oh yeah and who else was in oh george siegel i think and sandy dennison Yes, as the, as the couple that they invite yeah, over. Yeah, and he's he looks much older because he's on the Goldbergs. Yeah, 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 and they did a great job too. There's four fabulous actors and actresses in that movie. I really loved it. I didn't, as a kid, appreciate it because it's just right. it's adults doing adult things, and as a kid, yeah. you don't care. But now I watch it as like this is I can't believe this came out in the early '60s. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. and I look at everything differently now as an act actor whereas when i saw it years ago i you know i don't think i appreciated the acting as much as as i can now watching it yeah yeah you know yeah. because there's many different things you have to think about it's like your mark what you're looking at not only your lines and remember your lines but how you're saying it what you're emphasizing and right. all that stuff so many different variables come come to play Absolutely. Yeah. Is there? Um, we're going to go to a break real quick. But if there's one actress that is one of your favorites that you want to mention before we go to break, who would that be? Who would that be? Yeah. Um, I'd have to think about that. I mean, I've always admired Meryl Streep. Everybody admires Meryl Streep. Yeah. Um, that's almost like a reflex, right? Yeah. yeah. Just Meryl Streep. <laughs> just Meryl Streep. Yeah. I just, I was at the theater and I saw a preview of a film and I can't remember the name of it, but it it looked really good and it starred Blake Lively. And she, I think she plays an undercover agent. I'm not sure exactly. Yes, I think it's on the trailer too. And I just thought, whoa, 
this woman can act. There's a lot of transitions. Like, we'll, we'll after break, we'll look it okay. up and see which one that is. But yeah, sounds good. I I think she's one of those that doesn't get appreciated as much. Right. Be, yeah, she's one of those that she's so good. It just doesn't get a lot of. And I don't know act. how many films she actually does. Um, yeah. She's more notice. She's more famous for her husband than yeah, <laughs> and her beauty. She's beautiful. Yeah, she. <laughs> All right, we'll take take a break, and then we'll figure out what the heck Blake Lively is doing when we get back with more with Helen. This is Angelica Norton, and this is Amber Moreno. I produce and I host a podcast called Chatty Crafties. I chat with our crafty friends about what drives them to make, perform, and create. It's not about perfection, no. It's about expression. We invite you to peer into the lives of our guests' creative processes and inspirations. We hope to excite those who assume they're not creative and support those who may have forgotten that they are. Honestly, I just want to celebrate and absorb their creative energy to try new things. So it won't sound so daunting for me to, oh, sew a swimsuit, tell a story on stage in front of strangers, or get back into painting. So find us at chattycrafties.com for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Now go make some art. We found it out. It's Rhythm Section with Blake Lively. Also, Jew Law's in it. Um, Sterling King Brown. So, good people. But it's simply a simple um, revenge story. So, her family dies in a, a plane crash. She finds out it's not an accident. And she's going to go find out who is responsible. So. Looks good. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, have you ever, since you're surrounded by comic books, have you ever interest in comic books have you ever got an interest no (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that's all right yeah (laughs) but it never 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 picked up one or anything in your life not really no i wouldn't even read the comic strips (laughs) very often Maybe was Blondie and Dagwood one? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. And that one, there was maybe another one I would read, but I don't even remember what now. Somewhere but. deep in the files I have a Blondie yeah. Dagwood comic book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was famous. That was a show I used to watch when I was a kid. You gotta be kidding, really? When it was on TV, black and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Blondie and Dagwood. <laughs> so is without comic books and stuff like that. Um, comedies? Do you have certain like comedies? That, you, know, you ever done a comedy? I have. I well, I did a dark comedy, a play called Dead Man's Cell Phone, and I played Mrs. Gottlieb. She was very quirky, quirky character, and that was so much fun. Um, what was it called again? Dead Man's Cell Phone. Dead Man's Cell Phone. Yes. I'm just trying to picture you as quirky. That's all. It was, I get distracted. Oh, you can't picture me as quirky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty quirky. Um, and then 
a couple of films last year for Z-Fest. One was um, Olive Garden of Eden. Yes, I was like, I was hoping you would bring that one. Yeah, up. and that was supposed to be a comedy, but a lot of people said it turned out, it, and it did. It kind of turned out to be more of a drama. Um, so... But I think the premise is funny. Yeah, I yeah. thought the premise because he was, played Eve. Right? I played Eve, and Daniel Stevens the second played Adam, and then Bob Cummings was my date, and then Blythe, <laughs> Susan Whaley, or yeah. Whaley, um, was the other Dan's yeah. date. Yeah. yeah, so we had a blast making that. And was it all filmed at one location? It was. We filmed that. At, what was it called? Um, it's called like. Olive Garden of Eden. Olive Garden of Eden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we filmed that at Kieran. So we had some issues with some sound um, because they closed off. You know, we had a private room, but then the bar was open on the other side. So it was really noisy. Um, so we did have some issues there. But yeah, I, that was fun. And then another film that we did was... Fast Times at Senior High. Did you ever oh, see that? Where no, we, I, I, miss, I missed it. But it, it, we've had a lot of people, that previous guests from the show. And you, you were, yeah. Yeah, we played little old ladies. <laughs> you know, fighting for the same man, which was Jeremy Frandup. Yeah. So that I'm sure was, he was like complaining the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we, oh my gosh, we had so much fun. We cracked up all day long playing that that in that film so did you guys do your own hair and makeup and all that stuff well we all had wigs oh you did yes and i remember my mother-in-law i think she gave me a skirt and said you know i thought you know i i may use that skirt sometime i don't know when but um yeah it was definitely you know an older yeah so something like a like a class reunion kind of a thing like class reunion kind of a no but it was like Going back in high school. Oh, the the premise. The no, premise. the premise was we were just ladies in a nursing home and we we're playing <laughs> cards, and we and we see this gentleman walk in, and we all have eyes for him, so we t- each take turns going up to him and sh- trying to win him over. Ah, and we I, all I, I like fail, <laughs> except for Lauren Kincaid. She's the last one that tries to woo him, and we don't know what she said to him because. He ends up going off with her, and then she gets us a finger, oh, and it sort of ends <laughs> there. So we're just kind of playing cards and drinking, and so that's kind of the premise. That's kind of funny because you know you're making a movie, but it's also a little more fun and recreational. You get to dress up, but you guys yeah, are having fun yeah. doing it. We had a makeup artist that came in and yeah. aged us, and so yeah. yeah, it was it was really fun because I, I listened to Michael McKeon he was on another podcast talking about when they made the movie Clue and I think the, everybody forgets when the movie Clue came out it everybody hated it it was got critics did not like mm-hmm. the movie at all and but he said but we had a ball doing it for, for a month we were going to the studio and we have like dinner theater it was yeah. for all night long and we had a pool he goes that set was our we had went to dinner party every <laughs> night <laughs> we had our tuxedos on or all our dresses and then we did our lines and we ate because there was we had food and then we play pool and drink it was a it was like the most fun we ever had making a movie we didn't really care if you like it or not we had a <laughs> yeah i actually think that that was the most fun i think i've ever had making a movie was that one 
Um, I'd love to do more comedy. It's it's a little tricky, you know. Drama drama to me is a little easier. Yeah. You know, with comedy, there's timing. You got to have a good script. Well, Gene Wilder said, "You want to make life easy, write a drama. If you want to make life hard, be funny." <laughs> Try to right. Be funny. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is there a favorite comedy you like, or a comedian? Um. I usually tend to watch drama. Usually, um, that's your kind of your automatic. I just I like a good thriller. Yeah. I I want to watch something with twists and turns and have to figure out what's going on. I'm trying to think. Then you would really love Motherless Brooklyn. Oh, okay. You really like that one. You know, it's based on a book that was supposed to take place in the 80s. Same mm-hmm. title, but in the movie they put it into the 1940s, late 40s. Sure. And it's like that. It's a drama. It's a murder mystery, and it's got wonderful acting i don't think it's going to be on anybody's top 10 list but it's a great entertaining fulfilling hour i read reviews and some of the people said they thought it was confusing is it is the plot does it have a it's a little bit like the um well i would say it's a little bit like the big sleep where when you find out what really happened it doesn't really matter Oh, okay. <laughs> the journey was far more fun than find out where it really happened. All right. You know, just like in the big sleep. Yeah. Who, who did the murder? Well, that person. Well, it doesn't really matter. The whole aspect of him going on that journey was far more fascinating than right. the secret. But I, uh, yeah, I love that movie. And you, lo- if you like dramas and all the murder mystery stuff, you would yeah. really like it. Yeah. Oh, I thought of a comedy. Uh-oh. That I liked. <laughs> Pitch Perfect. <laughs> really? Yes. Do you own a copy of it? No. <laughs> but I like it. It's, you know, because they're singing. Right. There's, there's, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. The very first one was the best. I, I saw two and three and was underwhelmed, but the first one was good. The, the whole, you go on additions and all that stuff. And, and then they compete. They compete. And, and of course, they get, they have friction with themselves. Yes. And, yeah. you know, in the end, the girl gets the boy. And yeah. So, <laughs> you know, when Rebel was. Um, promoting the movie Rebel Wilson was promoting yes. and she came on Conan O'Brien and she had this huge necklace that said bitch on it this gold <laughs> necklace oh, she's funny <laughs> and she came out and she and Conan's like I really like your necklace and she goes thanks it was my grandma's oh gosh <laughs> oh that's funny oh my gosh she's one of those that has natural yeah. comedy she's yeah. yeah she's got great timing oh and Bridesmaids of course was good I'm, I'm just trying to think of something recent you know, like a recent comedy. Now you've got me stuck on that, and I can't think of one. I usually go old-fashioned with my comedies. I okay. think if something... Well, I wait. I mean, the, the funniest... I think the, one of the funniest movies in the last couple of years was What We Do with the Shadows, which is like a fake documentary about vampires. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which is really hilarious. All right. But it's not like going to... Sp- split your gut laughing it's one of those like yeah in the beginning of the movie the vampire wakes up and goes okay because alarm clock went off and it says six o'clock he goes okay i don't know if my friends prank me if it's 6 a.m or 6 p.m i'm gonna have to check my window (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) but it's one of those kind of like yeah yeah yeah. and they all live together and they're all complaining about nobody's done the dishes recently there's years of because you know they never die there's years of dishes stock finally they all have dry blood on them yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so look up yeah but those like those fake documentaries i still kind of gravitate to mm-hmm. like 
Final Tap or oh, Best right. in Show and something. Oh like yeah, that. Best in Show. <laughs> I loved all those. Movies. Were they matched? Eugene Levy. Yes, were they He's matched? great. Well, the, you have a little dog too, right? Yes, Just like I do. the head of the movie. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Shit's Creek. That's a good series. Have oh you, yeah, his da- his son Eugene Levy's yes, son wrote. His son. Yeah. They worked on it together. So that's that's funny. When I'm in the mood for comedy. Shit's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would think people would be surprised that Catherine O'Hara and Eugene are not married in real life. <laughs> oh, my God. Because they play, they play such she a She is so good, Catherine O'Hara. Oh, yeah. my God. She was great in Beetlejuice. She just volume up. She was yeah. very, a very loud <laughs> I, <laughs> character. I love her character, though, in Shit's Creek. You know, she still dresses up. Oh yeah, when they like have, have no to make those, and when they have to how the the recipe calls for this, I was like, well, what in pounds or what? I don't know. They're just it's a disaster because they yeah. they live such an entitled life. They have no idea to function. Right. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Would you ever like like with the, like a, like with comedies and stuff like that? Like you and sketch comedies and stuff like that? Are you do are you would you be interested in doing something like that? Hmm. Yeah. Actually, I would. Because I think it's a little more impulsive, right? It's not like a script or anything. Right, yeah, right. Are you like, talking about improv or are you just yeah, talking Yeah, like about a little bit like improv, yeah. Yeah. I I have dabbled in improv. Um, Ash Webb uh, was teaching a class or is teaching a class and she's very good. Um, I started taking yeah. some classes last winter. Okay. And I really had a ball. And then by the end, I don't know, I missed a bunch of weeks. And then the last few classes, I just kind of felt like, oh, I'm just not very good at this, you know? It's hard. I think it's another one of those, like, dancing. It's a comedy, yeah. of a, a discipline. Like, a lot of people are really good at delivering, delivering, delivering lines. Right. Like, Gene Wilder is very good at a script comedy. I don't think he would do very well at, a, like, an improv. An improv, yeah. Or Robert Williams. You don't give him a script. You just, off you go. But there's things you have to learn, too. I mean, there's there's definitely a science to it. I think some people are naturally more funny, but I also think, you know, there's a technique. Yeah. And that's what Ash was trying to teach. And I think I missed a bunch of classes when everybody got further ahead of me. And I just was like, oh, I don't know. And so I decided, no, I'm going to put my energy elsewhere. Yeah. I, may, I may work my way back. Well, I think it's it's... Even if you don't consider, if you're an actress and you don't consider wanting to do comedy, I think you should tr- at least try it, right? Right. At least oh, absolutely. try it and see if you can, yeah. Yeah. I did an audition um, recently and we had to do improv and Gabby and I okay. were working together and oh my gosh, I we got lots of laughs. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so it, it it's just not, I don't know if it's one of those things where I could be consistent sure. at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, when everybody when you when you suddenly when you get that label that you're a comedy, then everybody's like, "All right, make me laugh, right? Anywhere you go, right?" Yeah. yeah. Well. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but one of my favorite comedy people was Madeline Kahn, but oh, she, yeah. I mean, she was hilarious, but she would never com- she would never like do something like stand up, right? Or you know, or improv. But well, she, she was. was what yeah. was she on? Was she on Saturday Night Live? In the early days, I think she auditioned for it. Yeah, in the I thought, she, I thought the very early days, Madeline Kahn, but I could be wrong. I can't remember. And she was a wonderful singer, and then she she hid it very well, but she could sing very well. But she had she could do funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah all those 
characters like in the early days of Saturday Night Live <laughs> I thought were really funny. Yeah. Do you remember? Well, it, had, it had to be nice. Well, are you too young? No, I'm not. Well, <laughs> the problem is I didn't have a TV until oh, I was okay. 83, but that was so dominating part of American culture that even if you didn't have a television, you knew what was on. You could, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I did have a Steve, when I was a kid, I had a Steve Martin record. Uh huh. So I listened when I was about three or four, I would constantly listen to King Tut <laughs> to the point where my mom was like, all right, one last <laughs> one. Yeah, one last one. That's it. I had a Steve Martin record when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Also, did you ever watch In Living Color? Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. funny. They're trying. I heard. I read. I thought I read that they're trying to bring that back. There was some. There were some years where that was far more funny than Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was almost dangerously funny because they're doing some things that oh Jim Carrey <laughs> yeah some of his characters oh yeah and, and the guy's selling stuff behind the corner and <laughs> right yeah these outrageous lie outrageous yeah. characters that was just right and it was it was some it was far ahead I think I don't think you can ahead do of this time yeah. yeah I mean that that would literally make me laugh out loud that <laughs> show and it takes a lot I'm watching comedy to laugh out loud. Yeah, like Fire so, Marshal Bill when he's yes. all his hair yeah. all his hair is fried off. And yeah, he's, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jim Carrey is one of those that kind of needs a direction to be funny. Not so much like a script, but he just kind of needs like to narrow his focus. Right. And then he could probably excel. Something like Dumb and Dumber where he can really show off his talents and maybe we'll do a couple takes of this and sure. this and this, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen him. I don't remember seeing him on too many interviews. Um, but I I saw an old interview with Robin Williams. I don't know back then if he was doing drugs, but oh my gosh. I mean, that guy. He was on? <laughs> he was. He was on and off and way out there. And Yeah, there was, like, there was, if you could find a YouTube, the times that yes. we, well, Johnny Carson loved him. Yeah, and then all the times you've gone, Johnny Carson. <laughs> well, I think when they did Awakenings, mm-hmm. Robert Williams, and Robert De Niro, which are two different. Oh, that was a good kind film. of. I know, but there's two different kinds of approaches of comedy where Robin, even though we're doing serious, we're really kind of light in the mood, and Robert De Niro is kind of different. <laughs> he talked about yeah that he, he make Robert De Niro laugh, and Robert <laughs> De Niro get mad at him because he's like, "I'm not supposed to." Because because oh, there's like takes where Robert Robert De Niro is supposed to not move he's you know comatose right and Robert Williams will start making him laugh and get him all mad because oh, they must have it must have taken a long time to make that film yes. <laughs> yeah. wow so do you, what about um aspects of like theater have you done those theater um I yeah I have um I probably have done far more films but I have dabbled in theater um, within the last couple years, I have, I, I, as I mentioned, Dead Man's Cell Phone. Um, yeah. I did. I'm trying to remember. But yes. It's a little <laughs> bit different than, uh, obviously there's, it's acting, but it's a little, yeah. I talked about it with a lot of other people it, that it's it, a little more different. Yes, they're different animals. I think with theater you get that kind of instant gratification you're up on stage and there's such a rush and after you're done you take your bow and it's just like oh my god i did it (laughs) you know and it's just such a good feeling and then with film 
you know, there's a lot of sitting around and waiting and it's fun. I mean, the process is fun, but you really don't see your work until you see it on the big screen. Yeah, there's a certain payoff is later the payoff is later exactly yeah. um so they're always they're different when i'm doing film um it's you know it's not as much of a commitment theater is a far bigger commitment right yeah. so i find that if i'm going to audition for something i better have a you know fairly decent role and i better really want to spend those months traveling yeah. to, you know, because usually it's... Go there, right. You got to go there. Or, you know, like when I did Dead Men's Cell Phone, that was White Bear Lake in the middle of winter, you know, three and four times a week. So you really have to kind of pick and choose. What are you going to really commit to, right? What you're going to commit to. And you're right, because theater, you're committed for what, maybe three weeks or maybe longer. Oh, longer than that. And maybe like, like a every few night. Months, and yeah, few so it's, yeah. It is very taxing on... Yeah, because you you have to know your lines and all that stuff, and, and there's, there's never like take yeah. two, right? When you right, <laughs> right. Yeah, but hopefully by the time you get to perform your performance ready by that time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I enjoy it. I ha you know sometimes it's hard to find roles. Sure, you know yeah. that you're right for, and it, and again the theater community is a whole other community than the film community, and I feel like I'm not as well known in the theater. I know there was a. Well, they, they, yeah, there's a certain like yeah. a core group that there's really, a core group yeah. that. Um, so I know that when this past summer I auditioned for something and I got a call back, but then I didn't get the role and it and I felt like everybody knew the director except for me, and so I was at a little bit of a disadvantage, and so they didn't know me. No, okay. so they probably wanted to work with people that they're familiar with, but yeah. I don't know. I. It's a, yeah, yeah. You just got to keep trying. We had Lori on here. Lori, you mentioned her. You worked with her on the yeah, uh, Lori Fast Times. Um, I had a question for her, and I would like to present it to you because I recently discovered it because I watched a rerun of Betty Davis when she's on Dick Cavett, and she talked about how she thought acting was the ultimate feminist job, and she thought that was perfect feminist job because women know how to do roles. It's a far more nurturing thing that ever job that there ever is. So I don't know. Do you have a like? Do you ever get a sense that it's more of a feminine thing than anything else? Like Betty did, or I think that's fascinating that she thought it was mm-hmm. a kind of a feminine job. I don't. I don't feel that way. Okay. Because um, I know many male actors that. Would right, disagree. I agree. Well, I don't know why she would mention. Why she, yeah, that's interesting. Because she, think, I mean, women, you know, I think can take on many. I think in their daily lives, take on many roles. So I don't know if she meant that. And well, as being open up, your feelings and everything. Right, but, and yeah. we're we. I think it's it's easier for us right, to yeah. maybe be more vulnerable and show our emotions. So in that sense, possibly. I think that's what she's trying to right. portray in 1978, the way she... Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> right, yeah. But I think she... I don't know if anybody really... I liked her. I did too. I think she she could project power and vulnerability at the same time. Nobody really can do. Yeah. And the month, but um, for her to mention that, it's just how it was yeah, ultimate feminine. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. I, I'm her best sure. friend was Humphrey Bogart. 
they weren't a couple. They're more like brother and sister, and they always got in trouble together. Oh, really? Because they said the studio treat us like high school. You go there to work, and they go to the cafeteria to eat, and then you get to come back and do your sit down. She goes, it's just like high school, and I hated it. Wow. And so they would constantly be late and getting written up all the time with pull pranks. She goes, we, me and Bogey got written up like three times a week because we just... We go, this we was tra- the film set back then? <laughs> yeah. They treat us like high school students, you know. Interesting. <laughs> You're not leaving until we get this done and all this. Just like, wow. Well, well, I'm leaving. See you later. Yeah. She was always a constant... Her and Bogey were constant troublemakers. Interesting. And pranksters. They I, were had just, no, <laughs> I had no idea. I only knew about the feud between... Betty Davis and Joan, Joan Crawford. That yes. was a good series. Did you watch the series? I started to watch it, and then I don't think I finished. Because I, I really don't know like, why I didn't. Well, there's a. It, I think I lost interest. The, it dips in the middle. It yeah. drags in the middle. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I did like how Susan Sarandon played Betty. Yeah. And she's from Minnesota, Jessica Lange. Right. She really did a fantastic Joan. Yeah, the acting was. I done know, well. I know it's really done well. And I like that they did all the dresses and everything. It was nice. Mm-hmm. I think everything about that was wonderful from the whole set. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there another movie or anything coming up for you coming up in the future? Um, I think as I mentioned earlier, I've got a couple of Z-Fest films okay. that are coming up. So I'm going to be working on that, which I'm excited about. Yeah. And I auditioned for a film, so I'm waiting to hear. And then I have to, I'm going to be finishing. I have one other scene to finish with Dawa, a feature film that I mentioned earlier. Yes, yes, yes. So that's what I have so far. And and I think um, if everybody looks up beyond INDB, there are some things that are in post that you've been in. So, um, like, Chased. Chased, yes. Yeah, and that, that's, they, that's in post-production. Right. I think he's getting ready to finish that. I can't wait to see it. He's worked on, Cole has worked on that for quite some time. So it'll be, it'll be fun. Hopefully not 10 see. years. No. <laughs> Just, I think a year, year, year yeah. or so, maybe a year or two. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's many things coming up for you, as well as looking back, there's been a huge amount of stuff going. So you, it's very nice that you were able to stop in being so busy. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I, thank you for coming. Thank you. And hopefully you can gamble a little bit better. Yeah. Well, next time you come back, you can tell us about all the... <laughs> tell you a gambling story. <laughs> a real gambling story. We, I, My wife's a math teacher, so we don't gamble. <laughs> she just plays the probability. She's like, it's not worth it. Yeah, it isn't. I don't like to... I like to hang on to my money. <laughs> right, yeah. But we do... horse On the Canterbury Downs, horse, horse racing. I do... We do that a couple times horse track yeah i've done that once because i like horses and just betting on them is this kind of the side thing i like mm-hmm. watching horses and they get the wiggles out yeah sure <laughs> we had the one time this summer uh, we had my horse that i picked to win i knew he was going to win because the when they get into the gate they have an escort another horse escorts him and he was really swooned by this girl that escorting him this other 
horse yeah the other female horse was escorting me and he he was necking her like hey baby Aww. and i looked at her my wife goes he's gonna win watch he's gonna show off what he can do oh, he's he got did. a little loving <laughs> forehand <laughs> and he did he never oh. like he was never uh, he was out in front for the whole thing oh, see? yeah woman's power of winning he's just showing off <laughs> Well, well Ellen, awesome. thank you for coming. Well, thank you for having me. It was been fun. It's, I'm good. I, long, long, I always say, as long as we're having fun, yeah. I, that's the most. And making movies, having fun. Yeah. Um, of course, you know it's not over till the guest says it's over. Okay. You want me to say it's over? Oh, there you go. <laughs>